Welcome back to Education Disruption. MAP Academy was created for students traditional school failed. At MAP, they know students' lives are complicated and that those complications can get in the way of learning. The challenges some MAP students face are complex, like homelessness, PTSD, struggles with mental health, recovering from substance misuse, or system involvement while other students are working to support themselves or their families, and some students have kids of their own. MAP knows that by addressing students' needs first, the academics will follow. MAP has a whatever-it-takes approach, and they meet the students exactly where they are every day. Like Virginia, a founding student at MAP. Co-founders Rachel and Josh actually found her while she was at work. It was like wicked busy, and I looked out and I like recognized Ms. Babcock. I was like, oh, hi, how are you? She was like, good, how are you? And she was with Josh. And she was like, well, I was wondering if you if you graduated. When MAP first opened, co-founders Josh and Ms. Babcock, otherwise known as Rachel, reached out to former students who had dropped out by literally looking for them at local restaurants and supermarkets. They reconnected with Virginia during her shift at Dunkin' Donuts. So she she was telling me about it, and it was just, it sounded like the perfect school for me. And I don't know, I just ate excited me so much that I was just like, all right, that's it. Megan, I'll be right back. I'm going to sign up. And then when I found out that the fact that at 22, I can get a high school diploma, I was like, hell yeah, I got to jump on that. So then afterwards, I literally walked back and like the headset order went off and I couldn't even answer it because I like started to cry. And my friend just held me. And I was like, I'm finally going to have a chance at a future. Because once I get a high school diploma, I can go to college. Like, I really thought that, that I was just going to be stuck at dead-end jobs. And now, like, they're giving me a chance at a future, a chance that I never would have thought I was able to do. And it's just incredible. We asked Virginia what led to her dropping out. Well, my school experience was pretty bad. When my dad um, killed himself, I was 15. I was crying a lot. I wasn't getting my schoolwork done. And they would just be like, why are you still, like they forgot. It was like every time I went to the nurse, the nurse would ask me why I'm crying. And I would have to tell her every day. There's so many students, you get lost in the crowd. They made me go into Pembroke Hospital and they doped me up on so many medications. So when I went back to school, I stayed back obviously, so I had to be a 10th grader again. I passed with A's and B's. I got proficient, almost advanced on my MCAS. And I had a like I had two surgeries, one on my ear and one on my throat. And they lost my doctor's notes five times, refused to give me a credit denial hearing. Virginia's relationship with school uh, is tragic, really. Um, That's Maxanne, a wraparound co-lead and social worker at MAP. So I first met Virginia um, about two years ago now. Um, and she was this remarkable young lady who was focused and just wanting to plow through her her high school um, credits. Incredibly bright, um, very talented academically, um, and super hard worker. Her dad sadly um, committed suicide, I believe, her junior year of high school. And understandably, um, and naturally, she missed a lot of school because of that. And for whatever reasons, uh, the school staff were not able to work with her from a level of compassion and understanding. Um, and she subsequently failed her classes. Um, and then as she missed more school, was basically told that there was not really a reason for her to return to school because she wasn't going to be able to earn a diploma. 
um, instead of taking the steps to say, you know, maybe, maybe pause, you know, get yourself some help and work through the grief and the tragic loss that you're experiencing. Um, it, it became very punitive for her um, and she ultimately dropped out of high school. They had this program that they put me into and it's supposed to be for kids that struggle, but almost every student got like swept under the rug. I think, you know, the larger mainstream schools, um, they have these expectations and systems set up and if anything happens outside of that box, it's very hard to know how to, to personalize and manage that. They had to sign like contracts saying that they were gonna do counseling with me, that I was on like a half day schedule at one point and they just still weren't giving me work. So I was going insane, like I really was. When you look at large scale trauma, it's very hard um, sometimes for the schools who, who mean well to be able to look at their systems um, and their processes and say, actually, we can pause this. You know, we, we, can, we can bend this policy because of this tragic situation. Um, I don't think that many of the schools are as fully versed and equipped in being trauma-informed or trauma-responsive. Um, so they work in a place where the academic requirement is the main focus, as opposed to looking at the holistic wholeness of the student, you know, and their family. We asked Maxanne to help us understand how trauma plays out for students like Virginia. So she lost her father, but she also lost her opportunity to complete high school on track. Um, and her coming in and then talking and sharing her story, um, at her age of you know 21 or 22, when I first met her, I was able to help her to make sense of it, you know, five years on, um, and what it, and the impact that that's had on her um, and her young adult life because now she is an adult of legal age trying to navigate the world, um, and, and how those tragedies that happened to her around the loss of her dad, the loss of her high school diploma impacted her, you know, ability to move forward kind of in life and, and where she's at now. We've talked a lot about the fact that, you know, she's going to be 24 and finally getting a diploma. Um, and so we've done a lot of that backwards work. Um, but many okay. of our students come in with no trauma work at all. And we, we really backpedal. Matt prioritizes the well-being of each of their students. That's why they have social workers instead of guidance counselors. We asked how this approach is different. It's very unique. So we, we really work with the student and their family, offering them um, <clears throat> intensive, we call wraparound supports. So we look at offering them um, social emotional well-being and then a little bit of case management if necessary, helping the students um, the young as they become young adults and transitioning into young adult services making appropriate referrals and helping them really guide their way um, into their next steps into the community. Um, and we also are able to work with and support um, their family as well, which is very different from what the guidance counselor would do at a traditional high school. They look at me like I'm normal. Like I have, I was diagnosed with Asperger's and like panic and depression. And even my psychology teacher, when I was having a panic attack, she, kicked me out of class and made me go to P4, which is like where you get, you have to sit and you get like detention, like in school detention. But like here, if you have that, they bring you outside, they let you get fresh air, they give you space. They just they support you so much better here, no matter who you are and what you need. We wondered how the wraparound support approach works. 
Um, it's crucial. If a student's not in a place of wellness um, and feeling settled and stable in their emotional well-being, they're never going to make academic progress, no matter what provisions you put in place or accommodations or the best teacher in the world is not going to be able to teach someone if um, they don't feel emotionally able to enter into the school or to take on the new information. So we work very closely um, with our academic team. We have a team of leads who <clears throat> we, um, we share appropriate information. So we don't share the student's full story, but we'll, we'll share with them if they are having a personal struggle and maybe they have to pause for a moment on their education versus um, if they're in a position to be pushed and challenged and really move forward academically. And some students who have been failed by traditional schools can internalize that failure as their own. That can take time to unravel. We use some phrases very often here that, you know, we're a place of of no shame, that you come as you are and we'll work with you exactly where you're at in your journey. We all kind of, we're all kind of like came from the same boat where we struggled in traditional high school, that like the peers, we all have the same like struggles that we've been through. So we relate to each other more. Like everyone right. cares about how we're all feeling, students and staff. We all come together as a whole. And I think because we have that blanket kind of outlook, um, it takes time, but the students slowly are able to shed those layers, you know, of shame um, or embarrassment. And then they get to meet other students who are similar to them. Everyone's story is different, but they all come to us, um, you know, having not been successful in high school and those the older students tend to kind of cohort together and um, they really support and bond each other. Because when you feel accepted and understand by teachers, it's easier to talk to them. Like when I was in regular high school, I had such a hard time going and talking to the teacher. But because they're like, they make us feel like we're all equal, that it's just like talking to our normal like student. So it's just like, I don't know, it's more comfortable I'm not afraid to go and ask. I'm not afraid to talk about what's on my my mind or raise my hand. Like in regular school, I would never raise my hand because I just felt like I was such an outcast. But here they don't let anyone feel like an outcast. We asked Virginia what about the MAP model works better for her. I get to experiment on what I want and I can and it opens my mind and like challenges me more. And it like, I don't know, it helps me find myself as a person in a way, too. And the impact isn't just apparent while the students are at the school, but it extends beyond once they graduate and progress on with life. They come in really almost like a shell of themselves. And once they're here and, and connected, um, they end up being able to graduate with a really robust um, support network in place and a, a plan that's, that's practical. She sees other graduates come back in. They can always call us. They can always pop in for a session. Um, so it's not that once she graduates, she's off in the world and never to be seen of again. She'll be a MAP alum, and that will be its own special cohort. And the fact that I can be in this school at the age of 24 is incredible. These students have grown so much, especially this group of grads. Like, you know, we're going back to Virginia, she's able to voice that what happened to her you know, wasn't her fault, that it wasn't okay, it wasn't the way it should have happened, and that she deserves a diploma, that she's smart, that she has the capacity to go to college. She's an ideal student in a way because um, 
she wants this. Um, and so she was ready to, to work with us, the teachers and the support staff to really take those steps um, that she needed to take that next jump in life. And like many others graduating during a pandemic, it's added a layer of complication. But Virginia has a pretty good idea of what direction she'd like to head. I saw that I needed like one more science credit. And I was like, computer science, that sounds kind of interesting. And then I found out how much I liked coding. There's medical coding, there's data analysis coding, which like NASA uses data analysis. Um, That's actually how they take pictures of planets. There's video game coding, which I kind of want to do. I want to be able to make my own video game. That's that's honestly my one of my goals is to be able to make my own video game. MAP Academy is a free public charter high school in Plymouth, Massachusetts that believes with the right support, all students can succeed. Thank you for listening to Education Disruption. If you enjoyed these episodes, it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a rating, but also share with your friends who might be interested in hearing these stories, whether they're in nonprofit, the charter school world, education in general, or they're just interested in hearing the stories of the students at MAP and a high school that does things differently. Thank you so much for listening. This is Nick Tatro. Our executive producer is Kristen Hughes, and this is a Hairpin production. Hello, this is Josh, co-founder of MAP Academy. If you or someone you know works in education or youth development and wants to make a difference, check out our website at themapacademy.org for current openings, a staff referral program, and a form you can use if there isn't a listing that matches what you do. We need talented teachers and youth development professionals that are ready to do high school differently and be there for students who need them the most. Thanks for listening.